Welcome into A to Z Sports powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media. We're Nashville's On Demand Sports Talk Network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Also, hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. <clears throat> Got to thank our sponsors because they truly do make it happen for us, and they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at renterswarehouse.com. Wilson County Hyundai, make them a part of your car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon or at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care, and Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. Better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more about your plan for you at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. So, uh, we've talked uh, at length since the Titans season came to an abrupt end on Saturday night, January 22nd in Nissan Stadium, where Ryan Tannehill and Todd Downing combined for a terrible offensive performance, and the Titans lose the Bengals, who are playing in the Super Bowl coming up in now less than a week. And so Todd Downing wasn't going to go anywhere. He was not going to be fired. Uh, Mike Vrabel made that very clear the Monday after the Titans season ended in his season ending press conference, but uh, they did bring in uh, Tim Kelly. So who is Tim Kelly? Tim Kelly has been the offensive coordinator for the Houston Texans. The last three years, he's been calling the plays for the Texans. The last two seasons, the first year he was the offensive coordinator for Houston was Bill O'Brien's final year. No second to last year uh, when the Deshaun Watson Texans, went 12-4 and 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 won the AFC South and lost to the Chiefs in the divisional round of the playoffs. But Tim Kelly has kind of had an Arthur Smith-type path to being the the Texans' offensive coordinator. He was a a quality control coach at a very young age. Uh, He was an assistant, offensive assistant. He was a tight ends coach for a bit, got the promotion to offensive coordinator. Then in 2020 was the offensive coordinator play caller and quarterbacks coach Bill O'Brien gets canned because he was a terrible general manager slash head coach Dennis uh, Tim Kelly gets retained by David Culley and was the offensive coordinator for a really bad Texans team this past season Culley and the entire staff mostly gets fired and now the Titans swoop up and hire Tim Kelly and according to Chase McCabe as a passing game coordinator and senior offensive assistant. Zach, when you saw this, what was your first reaction to seeing that Tim Kelly was, in fact, being hired by the Tennessee Titans? Well, my first reaction was uh, Mike Vrabel is going back within his network like everybody does uh, when they're they're coaching, right? You go with the guys that you know and you trust until they prove that they can't do it any longer. You fire them and you go find other guys that you know. I mean, that that is the coaching circuit. So that was kind of my first thought is what was the connection with Vrabel once I found that out? You know, I think Mike Vrabel, I think, recognizes that the offense had a problem this past season but I also, and I stick by this, is their justification for a lot of moves that they did not make was based on injury and how the year played out. And on top of that, how they finished the season being first in the AFC. Obviously, it didn't, you know, they didn't end the way that they wanted to. They lost in their first game at home in the divisional round. But I, I do think that they 
and, and we'll talk later about what John Robinson said over the weekend to Teron Davenport. I think mm-hmm. that doubles down on how they feel about their roster moving forward. You know, they, they fell short. At the end of the, d- the day, that's what it is. They fell short of a successful season that they put themselves in place to really make a Super Bowl run. Same way a few years ago when Baltimore was 14-2, and they fell short in the divisional round because the Titans beat them, right, on the road. That was not what they wanted to do, but they didn't blow things up. They added to their roster. The Titans have told us they're not going to blow things up. Uh, they're going they're, they're going to have to make some moves. I mean, Harold Landry is a free agent, all those type of things. But the core of their team seems like it's staying together. And maybe Tim Kelly comes out, out and gets a different view. It's very similar. And this is, you asked what was my reaction. My mm-hmm. reaction is maybe they're doing something like they did with the defense last year. Jim Schwartz came in as a defensive consultant, assistant, senior however assi- you want to. Senior, uh, no, he was, a, he was actually a coach, senior assistant, yes. Senior assistant, however you want to call, yeah. and whatever his role is, and everybody has a title, you know, what it is. But what happened to the defense? The defense improved drastically. Now, it wasn't just because Jim Schwartz came in as an assistant. I think, you know, we talked about Shane Bowen and the role changing for him, mm-hmm. the longer leash based on Mike Vrabel, and more importantly, and most importantly, they got new players. They weren't having to deal with guys like Vic Beasley and Jadavion Clowney. They were dealing with guys like Bud Dupree and Harold Landry in a contract year on top of one more year of Jeffrey Simmons getting closer into his prime and Danico Autry, who was a seasoned vet, who helped this defensive line tremendously. So right. like all of those things went into the improved defense, But that's kind of what I thought is maybe they're doing the same thing because they had success with bringing in, you know, an experience. I mean, uh, Tim Kelly doesn't have the experience as Jim Schwartz, but uh, another eye on a side of the football that did not perform up to their standard. Sure, sure. Now, uh, my first reaction when I saw the Titans hiring Tim Kelly was, okay, now do Dennis. (laughs) Bring back Dennis Kelly because they drastically missed him uh, with a, a bunch of different tackles they had to play throughout the season. But after that, I was thinking, what does this mean for Todd Downing? Because uh, Bobby brings up, uh, Kelly interviewed for the OC position in Tennessee previously, didn't he? No, he actually did not. Tim Kelly did not interview for the Titans offensive coordinator position because the Houston De- Texans blocked him from doing so. And that, I think, is interesting because when Arthur Smith goes to the Atlanta Falcons as head coach, Mike Vrabel has to go find a new offensive coordinator. And whenever you are asking to hire or to interview another coach from a different team for the same position for a lateral move, there has to be a granting of permission for from the team that currently employs coach uh, to uh, interview for a lateral move to a different team. And the Texans did not allow that to happen because they like Tim Kelly. And, uh, you know, obviously David Coley wanted to retain him to try to see whatever they could figure out with Deshaun Watson at the time. So we don't know. We, that doesn't Just because Vrabel wanted to interview Tim Kelly doesn't mean he was going to hire Tim Kelly a year ago at this time. But you can try to assume that obviously now we know that he likes Tim Kelly a lot because Tim Kelly was on the open market for a couple weeks and Mike Vrabel swoops him up as a senior offensive assistant slash passing game coordinator. So what does this mean about Todd Downing? I think it shows that 
they don't fully trust Todd Downing to do the job by himself. And I think that's a good thing because if the Titans are not going to fire Todd Downing, then they at least have to acknowledge that Todd Downing was a problem this past year. Whenever you play more games than points you scored on the opening drive of all those games, because they played 18 games and only scored 17 total points on the opening drive the entire season, you have a problem. You have a problem when it comes to game planning, I think play concepts and philosophy. I think you have a a problem with situational play calling. And if you bring in another set of eyes who is highly thought of by the head coach, I think Todd Downing is on notice. Now, this is me talking. I think this puts Todd Downing on notice. It kicks him in the ass a little bit and say, you got to be better than you were last year. And we're going to make and give you help to make you be better than you were last year because they absolutely had to do something like this. You couldn't just roll the same coaching staff back on offense with Todd Downing and say, let's, you know, roll it back and try to do it again better than we did last time. They had to do this. And it makes me a little more confident moving forward that they at least brought somebody else in to help out Todd Downing. Well, and then you always have a backup plan. We talked about this before Shane Bowen had the year he had was shorts comes in. And if, you feel better if things just are a disaster for the first, you know, eight games. You can fire your defensive coordinator, and you're not just elevating some guy who has never done that before. This is the same situation on the offensive side of the football. This is the third time in John in the last few years that there has been insurance purchased by the Titans for an important role. Ryan Tannehill was Marcus Mariota insurance. Jim Schwartz was Shane Bowen insurance, and now Tim Kelly is Todd Downing insurance. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think now look at all of those, and everything improved when insurance was purchased. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is yeah, weird right. now, because now, insurance, did have- just, they did, like, I mean, Ryan Tannehill, they used that insurance, right? Yes. Jim yes. Schwartz, we don't know in the interior, right, right, in the interiors of how much he was involved, but. Hey, he was around and they got better. I mean, those are facts. So can Tim Kelly be around and this offense get better? And they're going to, you would think, they will not sustain the amount of injuries that happened last year. And they will have Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, and Julio Jones, all three on the field with Ryan Tannehill, more than they did this past season. And if they do that, then they're going to be better off, you would think. Right, I love what we're doing here because uh, Wayne says now the Titans need Tannehill insurance. Well, that is Logan Woodside, which is pretty comparable to Zach's old health coverage uh, because now you have upgraded your health coverage with Farm Bureau Health Plan. So uh, real quick, let's ask this question and then I'll let you talk about your new health plan. Uh, but what was your biggest problem with the Titans play calling this past season? What was your biggest problem with the Titans play calling this past season. But, Zach, you have upgraded that health plan to Farm Bureau Health Plan. Uh, yes, I have. And I've officially signed up. I canceled my old – look, I canceled my old plan, and here was the thing. This is actually pretty funny. Look, you, you, you cannot let these companies bully you. And, look, this is a transition. I had made my decision I was going to go with Farm Bureau Health Plan. So I had to call my other health plan, and – I had already paid, which was more than what I'm going to be paying with Farm Bureau Health Plans. I'd already paid on the 28th of January. 
Well, I get on the phone with, and I say, look, I want to cancel. I want you to refund me my money, at least prorate it, right? So give me, guy goes, no, you can't do that. It's already five days past. I go, yeah, you cannot refund me my money. I go, you will refund me my money. Let me speak to your supervisor. He goes, well, my supervisor's not here. Well, then let me speak to the supervisor of your supervisor. He goes around. He puts on my hold. I swear, I was like, this guy's going to hang up on me. He didn't. He took a while, and what do you know? He comes back. He says, oh, well, I've talked to my supervisor. We can refund you. The I was paying like $215. they are going to refund me $174 based on the prorated. So I did get my money back. I was like, look, bud. You know, I go, this is a learning lesson for you. I go, what did you tell me before you went placed me on hold? And he refused to kind of admit his mistake. I go, say it. And so I was on the phone. I forced this guy to, to admit that his wrongdoing – I've had zero, zero experiences like that since switching to Farm Bureau health plans. This thing has been easy street. It's been unbelievable. I've had very nice people. Uh, Rachel, I mean, I'm emailing her back and forth. She's answering. That is the kind of coverage rate and service, more importantly, that you can get at Farm Bureau health plans, fbhp.com slash A to Z. All right, don't forget, download the BetMGM app. Use code ATOZ Sports uh, for a risk-free bet up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet uh, after your first deposit. But for this week, big-time game coming up on Sunday. Use code ATOZ200 in a $10 Moneyline wager on the game on Sunday. Uh, will win you 200 bucks bucks when either team scores a touchdown so look put 10 bucks on the Bengals plus 165 it's plus money there because you're going to win 200 bucks because there's going to be a touchdown scored to so do it right there with the bet mgm app that's code atoz 200 uh for this week now uh we asked the question what was your biggest problem with the titans play calling this past season and i'm seeing a lot of similar ans- answers Brad, Marco, Jay, um, I'm seeing uh, Brandon, a lot of predictability guesses. Daniel, it was too predictable. Certain personnel call for specific plays, repeated every game. And and Daniel, I think the way you laid that out there was great, and I, I, I agree with you, because personnel gave it away. If A.J. Brown and Julio Jones are both on the sideline taking a – taking a breather and you had NWI and Racy McMath as your wide receivers on second and 10, the Titans are going to run the damn ball into the teeth of the defense instead of a third and long. And then Tannehill was probably going to get sacked after that because it's third and long. You pin your ear backs, you get after 17 and you got him a lot of times 47 to be exact this past season. So predictability is a big one and adding Daniel adding the personnel for specific plays is a good one too. Zach, what else are you seeing from the comment section? Well, I, look, I'm going to come to the table with some statistics. Okay. I'm going to straight cold, hard facts. I do want to preface this and recognize that the talent on the field, I do understand that it uh, was lacking at times due to injury, right? Due to Derrick Henry's injury, due to Julio Jones's hamstring that was up and down and all around and not in the game uh, mm-hmm. consistently. And A.J. Brown had his fair share of the injury bug this past year. But this is what I will say. I'll ask you a couple of questions to see if you can uh, figure this out. Ah, 25 big play passes, 25 yards or more. Where do you think the Tennessee Titans ranked 
in big play passes that's 25 yards or more? I'm going to say like 27th. 31st. Ooh, okay. They were just ahead. Actually, they were tied. So there's three teams tied, all 18 uh, plays. The Bears and the Panthers, not good oh, company gosh. when it comes. <laughs> Gross. To that. Let's go Ryan Tannehill specific. Look, okay. you, in this show, you're just not going to get a bunch of opinions. You're going to get a lot of them, but you're also going to be based on statistics. Let's go to 20 or more yards passing. Where did Ryan Tannehill rank when it comes to quarterbacks, right? Because you had injuries and different quarterbacks. Where do you think he ranked for quarterbacks? I'll give you a hint. Tom Brady's number one. Well, that's not really a hint. Tom Brady's number one. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is not in the top ten. That that is your hint. What? When? Where did Ryan Tannehill gonna, rank? And, and passes completed of twenty or more yards. Yes. Is this in the air or is this just catch and run? Included? No, this is catch and run. This is not in the air. Gotcha. All right. So I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna say he ranked. Uh, let's go 29th. Oh, uh, 25th. Ah. And he, but look at his company here. Uh, yeah. It's it, probably the same as the Bears and the Panthers. Surrounding Ryan Tannehill, Teddy Bridgewater, Jared Goff, Ben Roethlisberger, and Taylor Heineke. Oh my God. Because that's it. <laughs> Teddy that check the- down. Big Ben can't throw it 20 yards. <laughs> that's not good. So that is what I kind of wanted to bring up because that is my answer. It is what needs to be improved is big plays. Now, the Julio Jones and the big play that I recognize from Julio Jones that was missed was the first play of the Pittsburgh Steelers game, right? Where Mm -hmm. he was open, the pass rush got to Tannehill, he couldn't get up. But the problem is he didn't target Julio the rest of the game because Julio then left at the end of that game. He got one in the end zone. He got one target in the end zone that was overthrown. That's right. No, so, it was actually a good defense. So that is what I hope Tim Kelly brings to this offense is strategic downfield throws because let's go to the year prior, right, where Ryan Tannehill had a really, really solid season. He was throwing down the field, whether it was John o. Smith big plays, whether it was A.J. Brown big plays. I hate to say it, but whether it was Corey Davis big plays. During that year, that really separated and kept the defense honest, whether it was they were so worried about Derrick Henry, they left guys you know in the back half open. Mm-hmm. That was what was missing to me with A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, and Derrick Henry as threats. But I also recognize that those guys weren't in the game consistently together due to injury. But that is my answer. Okay, so down down the field throws – and that's tough because like there was a couple NWI bombs that Tannehill put it right on the money and NWI could not complete the catch. Right. There, like there's been some situations there uh, where the personnel definitely hurt Tannehill in that area. So when, you know, I have a lot of problems with play calling <laughs> this past year, the first drives were abysmal and they can't be, you know, uh, explained any other than that. But I think what I'm going to settle with, because I could go situational play calling, but that's too vague because there were times on third and shorts or uh, in goal to go situations where I did not like the way that Todd Downing approached those situations, depending on the personnel, but I'm going to, I'm going to land with my biggest problem this past season with play calling was not moving Ryan Tannehill enough, moving his pocket. There was a lot of 
straight drop back, stand, stand, stand. Nobody's creating separation because you got a practice squad level roster out there a lot of the time. And Tannehill gets sacked. Like there was not a, a, a from Arthur Smith's time for two years as play caller. Tannehill was so effective on the boots or like the half boot or just shifting the pocket to one side or the other. And it helped allow for Tannehill to hit guys on the run, crossing routes and nonstop routes help create separation. And if you get a guy like NWI or Chester Rogers who struggle to create separation at the top of a stem or something, then maybe having them run continuous routes can help some of that, and Tannehill can hit them on the move. Also, I, I, not I, having Johnu Smith, I think, played a big part in this too. I agree with this point. I, I'm just going to bring this up. I think with those type of routes and the personnel they had the majority of the time, it does take a smart, experienced receiver. When the play breaks down and Tannehill is rolled out, do you are you on the same page as your quarterback? And if you're not then you've got dead plays because now you're putting Ryan Tannehill in a situation where he doesn't have a lot of options. He just has to run it out of bounds or throw the football away. And that's Mm -hmm. a dead play. So I would, I I don't completely disagree, but I would assume that may have been the reason that they didn't put Tannehill in those type of uh, spots because the receivers were not experienced enough. Like Cooper cup. I mean, that guy, the the play breaks down. There's just some connection he has with Stafford. I sure. felt like Ryan Tannehill didn't have any of that with any of his but, receivers, uh, including Julio Jones, a great okay. receiver. He just hadn't been around him. Yeah, because Julio missed 20 consecutive days of training camp in August. But so for I'll use one visual uh, for everybody to kind of remember from the John U. Smith days, right? Because how many times, think about how often we saw uh, uh, fake handoff left, Tannehill boot to his right, and Jonu Smith is around like five to six yards down the field in the flats. And Tannehill has a edge rusher kind of like halfway playing the quarterback, halfway playing Jonu. How many times do we see Tannehill extend that, make that edge defender decide where he wanted to go, and then Tannehill did the opposite. And sometimes they didn't the opposite. Sometimes- Jonu. Right. Sometimes the opposite was dump over the defender's head. Johnny catches and runs for a first down. Other times it was Tannehill keeps and runs for seven plus yards. And you didn't see that a lot. And you, and when they did run that play, did you notice who that receiver was this past year? When they did run it a few, the few times they did, it was Julio Jones. And I think personnel is a big deal uh, because I did see this from uh words pods tweeted out uh, this article where they talked about, um, personnel of of Todd Downing uh, from from Arthur Smith to Todd Downing. With Arthur Smith, they ran 11 personnel, which is one running back, one tight end, three wide receivers. Uh, with 11 personnel with Arthur Smith, 38% of the time with three wideouts. With Todd Downing, they ran three wideouts 58% of the they time. They had to. They didn't have any tight ends. But I they think didn't replace, Michael, they didn't replace Johnny Smith. But we my, my, saw early in the year Michael Pruitt was making plays and then it disappeared before. Yeah, but Ferkser was trash all season, and so was Swain. That's not his his role. Ferkser was supposed to be the reliable guy to step up, and he didn't this season. That was the fact, and they got killed because of that. The Titans have never been a three wide receiver team no. in the history of their franchise. Well, Mike Heidinger never... did back in the day. Uh, 
okay, 90% of the franchise's history, it has always been more tight end heavy. It doesn't mean that you can't evolve and change. I'm not saying that. But they're, they went all Julio, and when Julio wasn't available, it was such a huge drop-off at the tight end position. They got to go draft or get a really good dynamic tight end. They I have agree. to. That, I that, agree. I, that is, I, I don't know where Harold Landry is going to go because pass rush is obviously priority. But that's a damn top two to three priority. If Harold Landry leaves, obviously you got to make sure that that pass rush is still good. But that tight end, you have got to be better at that position. And those guys they had this year and, did not cut it. And that's why I, I always, and I talked about this this time last year, last February, last March, before John who signed the big deal uh, in New England, I said, Jonu Smith, I think, is important because he's a glue guy. Jonu Smith brought everything together with his ability to be on the field for every type of situation. If it was third and one on the goal line and you had to pound it in there, Jonu Smith helps you do that with run blocking. If it's third and 13, Jonu Smith can help you down the field. And if it's anything in between, Jonu Smith could do that with his skill set, and they lost that, and so therefore... As uh, I, I forget who's Daniel Craig earlier said that the personnel became predictable. Well, because that's without Johnny Smith. Because with if you have Swain in there, you know what they're going to do. If you take Swain out and put Ferkser in, you kind of know what they're going to do. And so, but again, back to my play calling issue. I still think there's ways to move the pocket more often for Ryan Tannehill even without Jonu Smith or that style tight end. Yeah, but still you can't do that. do that with NWI and Des Fitzpatrick and those can. guys. I think I think you can. And from because what I, we also had a, a banged up offensive line. And so with quick drops, like you said earlier, dead plays, with quick drops, it's if and with under talented wide receivers and a banged up offensive line, I get quick drops help the O line, but if you have you know, subpar wide receivers, uh, they can't create separation quick enough for those quick drops, which led to dead plays and Tannehill just staying there stuck inside and can't escape. At least with a moving pocket and a Tannehill on the move, you have the ability for him to escape and gain positive yards or at least throw it out of bounds because he's out of the pocket, right? Yeah, well, okay. So look, you got moved the pocket. I got downfield throws. I mean, I think both, needs to need to to improve this season i mean I, I don't doubt that whatsoever uh hopefully tim kelly can come in there and change this offense a little bit sure. you know you never know i've got another thing uh, of where i think tim kelly can help the most with the passing game uh and i want to get to that in a second uh, but real quick, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute. Boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, know who to go to, know who you should trust. Uh, the Bone and Joint Institute has a has a staff of over 12 physicians who specialize in any type of joint injury you might have. So check them out in Franklin at their main, large, huge, awesome campus, right off of 65 and Highway 96. Also, their satellite campuses in Nolensville, Brentwood, and in Thompson Station. Again, boneandjointtn.org. Don't forget BetMGM. I think we had a question earlier for this code. Here is the code. A-T-O-Z-200. No spaces altogether. A-T-O-Z-200 
for a $10 money line wager on pro football's final game to win $200 if a TD is scored. So uh, th- that's probably going to happen. BetMGN's hooking you up. $10 money line wager on pro football's final game to win $200 when a TD is scored. That's good. So when you sign up, there is a promo code. You got to look for it, but there is a code. And sometimes, I can't remember this because I signed up last year, but you've got to click it and then a box will open. That's where you put your promo code in. ATOZ200 will hook you up for new users for pro football's final game coming up this weekend. All right, so again, Tim Kelly, according to Chase McCabe, will be the senior offensive assistant slash passing game coordinator. So what does that necessarily mean? I think the passing game coordinator is interesting because that doesn't mean he's going to call plays. I fully expect uh, Todd Downing to still be the play caller, which doesn't necessarily fix the things that we just spent the last 15 minutes talking about. But I think Tim Kelly can help out uh, in the week, during the week, which I think is important. Because, uh, again, F-Words Pod put together a piece about what Tim Kelly can bring and kind of comparing the Texans offense with Deshaun Watson uh, two seasons ago to what Tannehill did this past season. And passing game coordinators in 2021, 13 teams employed passing game coordinators. Among those teams, Rams, Packers, Chiefs, Bills, Chargers, Seahawks. Playoff team, playoff team, playoff team, playoff team, playoff team, non-playoff team, non-playoff team. Uh, so, I mean, again, that's a good company to be at. Those are considered good staffs, I think, uh, that have passing game coordinators. So what I think Tim Kelly can help out with the really a lot and the most is avoiding this situation. This is the first play, the first interception uh, that hit Tannehill threw against the Bengals when there were only two legitimate routes and they were on the same side of the field, and Jesse Bates, the safety, could obviously be like, oh, there's nothing on the backside. I'm just going to go over here and jump this Julio route uh, for an interception. I think Tim Kelly can help out a lot with the passing game concepts and the philosophy and the creativeness of the route concepts uh, to help out Todd Downing because what I think, if you combine Raiders fans and Raiders media talking about Todd Downing from 2017 and the Titans conversation we've had this past year is vanilla, nothing creative, nothing that good from a philosophy and play concept standpoint. And so I think Tim Kelly can help Todd Downing help him add to his playbook and really diversify it and make it where things like that don't happen because you have a route on the backside that just, hold the safety, which seems so simple, but it clearly was not. And granted, Tannehill was late to that throw. Sure, that yeah. hasn't been mentioned yet. So well, that, because he we're was talking late about to that the, throw. Because we're still talking about the play design. And I think Tim Kelly can help uh, a lot with the play design. <laughs> it just goes to the reason why they lost that game uh, was Ryan Tannehill's fault. But look, we have mentioned this. The first 15 plays, 10 plays, whatever the scripted play is, whatever that number was, was usually really, really bad all year long. And it was really, really bad when they had two weeks to script the first play and came up with that trash. And it's Ryan Tannehill's fault. There is, I'm not going to ignore the fact that uh, there was no, uh, you talk about another route on the other side of the field to hold the safety 
to give Ryan Tannehill a little bit more time. Do I think he could still make that throw uh, regardless? Yes. yes, he can. Bad he for both play caller and, and but but maybe that is what the the the, the passing coordinator can help uh, scheme up and say, look, this is what we need to do, and it's just another eye on things to help Ryan Tannehill. So if he is late, like he was late, it's not a pick, right? It's still a completed ball. And so, um, you know, I, I look, I think it's good. It's not bad. We all know they're not going to fire Todd Downing. I mean, that they, the, the writing is on the wall. Just like the writing is on the wall for what we're talking about next with Ryan Tannehill. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've told us enough that I, I think they have now committed to 17 uh, based on a lot of things, but now with all the rumors and you know it's the you know it's the off season essentially or on the cusp of being it, everybody wants to improve their team right away. So that's why I think those those rumors were sprinkled out there over the last week or so. Yeah, uh, for sure. Real quick, John says, in your honest opinion, do you think Tim Kelly will help at all? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, if he was a if he was doing some pretty good stuff with Davis Mills at the end of the season, then yeah, I think Tim Kelly can help out Todd Downing and Ryan Tannehill as passing game coordinator. So let's switch it right to where Zach was going with uh, Ryan Tannehill. There was the report from Teron Davenport this past Friday about Aaron Rodgers and Ryan Tannehill. We'll get to that in a second, but first, Zach, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Go online. Look at their inventory, whether it's the brand-new Palisade, which is a full-size SUV with third-row seating, or the Sonata, which I have, four-door sedan, great fuel efficiency, and cost-effective. Go there. Pain Bone will hook you up with a great deal at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Don't forget, like we just talked about with BetMGM, take advantage of it uh, this week for the final game of the pro football season. Download the app, the BetMGM app. Use our code ATOZ200. You make your first deposit of at least $10. Then you put a $10 money line wager on the game on Sunday. I'd put it on Cincy because it's better odds if they happen to win because you're going to win $200 uh, when either team scores a touchdown in the game on Sunday. So de- make sure you download the BetMGM app that's used code ATOZ200 this week. ATOZ200 and visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older. Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days. For problem gambling support, call Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789. So, Zach, the uh, Tron Davenport report um, on Friday was what? Well, essentially, and it was one of like four reports over the weekend, uh, dating back to to the rumors of you know Aaron Rodgers, and we talked about this last week about Aaron Rodgers moving to Nashville during the off season. At least you know that sparked up well conversation. Well, Ryan Tannehill played a terrible game in the divisional round, had three picks, including the last first pass he threw, including the last pass he put. Through and went through a lot of scrutiny. And another thing is, the media never got a chance to talk to Ryan Tannehill, uh, basically on locker room cleanout day. And that that usually you know that usually happens. You would think, but we didn't do that. Well, I, I don't. Uh, I know after the 2020 Chiefs AFC title loss, Tannehill did not speak on locker room cleanout day. After the Ravens loss, I do not remember if he did. 
or not. That was all via Zoom. So I'm not sure after the Ravens playoff loss. But yeah, he did not. A.J. Brown was the only representative of the Titans offense who spoke on locker room cleanout day, which in my opinion is weak of the offense minus A.J. Brown. That's kind of what I was insinuating. Yes. And so, but the more you don't understand, the more you speculate, right? That's what it is. But Teron Davenport reported over the weekend and he interviewed John Robinson, quote, Ryan's our quarterback. He made a lot of plays for us. He's a great leader. He's extremely tough. Love what Ryan brings to our football team. Love what he stands for. We're looking forward to getting him back in there, getting him back on track and keeping this thing rolling, end quote. And that was from great reporting from TD. Essentially, and and Austin, there's multiple other um, outlets that, you know, that John Robinson talked to that said the same thing. Four, John Robinson has quadrupled down on this. He talked to Jim Wyatt of the actual TennesseeTitans.com. He talked to Buck Rising on the zone. Uh, and then he talked to Tron Davenport. And then he sat down with Ben Arthur, the Tennessean. And with Ben Arthur, he said, I don't know how many times I have to say it. Ryan Tannehill is our quarterback moving forward. Uh, so, and then Tron also talked about sources saying that, you know, they're not going to pursue Aaron Rodgers. And of course, no team is going to say that they're going to pursue somebody before they actually start doing that. So I don't, you know, take that with a grain of salt. But I true, I truly do believe that the Titans are rolling with Ryan Tannehill moving forward, and I've felt that way ever since post game after they lost to the Bengals. I do think this uh, because I believe John Robinson. I think he'd come out and he kind of ended those rumors, but. I, I do think this. If Ryan Tannehill's dead cap was not $57.4 million and it was it maybe in a different situation, maybe it was 15 like Carson Wentz's, I, maybe maybe you think about it differently. But well, that yeah. dead camp number, cap, cap number is killer. It's just it, – it, 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 because you also are going to have to give up multiple first-round picks, right? So, like, that I think – we know what the Titans are going to do. That leads us to our next question, which is opinionated and going to ask the chat. Really interested. To, this is out of all of the things we'll ask on this show for, I would even say this week. This is what I'm most curious about. Okay. How satisfied are you, targeting Titans fans, that Ryan Tannehill is going to be the Titans QB in 2022? 10 completely satisfied, want to ro roll with Ryan Tannehill, think it was just a bad game, he can get the Titans where they need to go. One, you cannot go to sleep at night because you are so unsatisfied <laughs> that you toss and turn and you can't get any amount of shut-eye because you are so angry and unsatisfied that the Titans are sticking with Ryan Tannehill. So that's a one. Ten is easy breezy. You're, you're Super sleeping Bowl through contenders the night. in 2022, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, yes. So I, this is going to be fun um, because I look. I'm still pissed. We were so I, it, it, Zach. Just if we think about it, alternate universe. Ryan Tannehill leads the Titans down. They kick a field goal for a game winner. They at least host the AFC title game. Well, there's a chance that we're getting ready to fly to LA this week and be out in LA doing the show at 6 a.m. Pacific time for you guys at 8 Central time from the Super Bowl, getting ready for that whole week. There's a chance that we that we were doing that, but Ryan Tannehill and Todd Downing 
robbed us all of that experience. So let's read from uh, you guys' 1 through 10's satisfaction level. Rick says a 7, so out of the gate, starting pretty high. Kevin with a 6. Gene goes 8.5. Chris is riding the fence. Can't ride the fence, Chris, the 5. Lou Man says 8.89. Yuri on the fence there with Chris. Asad with a 6. Here come the 1s. Sherwin and Nicole with a 1. Jarrell get off the fence. Tone get off the fence. Derek says 9. Dominique says rolling with Tannehill. Darren says not satisfied. I'll take the next year off. I've seen how this movie ends. Okay, Darren is taking off from the Titans all next season. I doubt that. Darren. I doubt that too, based on his Facebook profile picture that says the Tennessee <laughs> Titans strong or yeah, Tennessee Titans logo with his family. Yeah. I don't think he's taking. I mean, I, that's that's emotional. I get Darren. That. Darren, you can't quit. Uh, we know you're addicted. We know you can't quit. <laughs> Cody says eight. Ronnie says four. Guy says one. Not at all. Uh, there from Guy. Kevin says six. Chris with a seven. Chuck says three. Daniel, seven. Josh, six. They're all kind of all over the place. <clears throat> uh, Rick says put him back with Arthur Smith, and he goes to a nine. So, look, I, I think Arthur Smith made Tannehill better. Candy says six. Donald uh, says he's at a solid eight. Can you do better? Yes, but you can also do a lot worse. Aaron says six. He's okay with it for one more year. If he's bad again, he can't do another year. So, Zach, where are you? Because I know you have been a lot more out on Tannehill than I have been. So I'm curious at where your satisfaction level of Tannehill being the guy next year is right now. Yeah, and I, I agree with some of the chat, like Johnny Lee and a couple of others. I think the right answer for where I stand on this question is three. Mm. Uh, I, I And, you know, I, if you ever broken up with a, a, a girl in a relationship, hey, it's not you, it's me. You know, it's not Tannehill. It's not him. It's them. He doesn't have the, the talent, in my opinion, to put together consecutive wins against superior talented quarterbacks. Whether it's you're out trying to outgun Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. He did that back-to-back weeks this past year. Or Joe Burrow. Yeah, in what season? That's what I was going to make. You need to specify in the playoffs. That's what. Yeah. Well, you didn't say that. We're talking about the Super Bowl. But you didn't say that. We know we're talking. If you've listened to this show, that's okay. Well, I just want you to make sure you have listened to this show. Yeah, I know I have, but you have to. You're talking to them. You're talking to me. The one knock on Tannehill. Also, it's not about regular season. Nobody ever questions his regular season. Be specific. Nobody ever questions his regular season. Ever. Well, he's had really good regular season since he took over from Mariota. Problem is, he can't saying. get to the big game. He okay. can't get to the to the National Football Game's final game on this Sunday. He can't do that, and he's proven that. And so, look, the pressure is all on his shoulders. But I think when and because Justin Herbert's going to get better, and you saw him. I didn't really even see him because I watched the Pro Bowl, but he, I do know he was offensive MVP based on things that I read. So. Uh, there's that Joe Burrow's going to a Super Bowl. Josh Allen is dynamic, and we all know that. And Patrick Mahomes is still probably the best quarterback in the league. Uh, so I think for and you know what the AFC, some other right, it's, we don't know what Trevor Lawrence is going to be. Trevor Lawrence, we feel like look, he had a bad first year, but it does, Peyton Manning had a bad first year, right? You don't know what the trajectory. And now that Urban Meyer's out, maybe that is riding the ship. We don't know where Deshaun Watson's going to go. We don't know that Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson won't be traded across conference. Ryan Tannehill is not good enough at the quarterback position 
to win a Super Bowl, in my opinion. And so I think other quarterbacks are. That's why Joe Burrow and Matthew Stafford are in the big game this this coming Sunday is because we both believe that those quarterbacks have proven enough that they are adequate enough. So if Ryan Tannehill is not the guy, it's got to rely on your team. Can they go draft a good tight end? Can they either retain Harold Landry or go get another good pass rusher? Can they stay healthy and make that run? And more importantly, can Ryan Tannehill not make the big mistake? He single-handedly was the biggest reason that the Titans lost their playoff game. He was it. It was 17. And so there's no excuses. That's what it is. He's had multiple years in this window to try to take advantage and try to get him to the Super Bowl. He hasn't thus far. I believe you need an elite quarterback in today's era of football to win a Super Bowl. I don't think Ryan Tannehill is it. Okay, so you're at a three. So we're asking the question right now, what is your satisfaction level of Ryan Tannehill being back uh, with the Titans next year? One through ten. Chris says, are we not going to speak of the OC, calling every three and out? He couldn't find a playbook. Yeah, I mean, we spent the first 38 minutes of the show talking about Todd Downing and Tim Kelly. And, and I and I do think um, – <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, I, you're at a three satisfaction level. I'm higher than that. I'm at a six. I'm not going to send him a fence. I am at a six. I think my – and I've been consistent with this. My bigger concern between the two is offensive coordinator Todd Downing than it is Ryan Tannehill. I saw Ryan Tannehill throw 33 touchdowns, seven picks – in the regular season two years ago in 2020 with great quarterback ratings. And I've seen uh, him have struggles with Todd Downing and going 21 and 14 in the regular season TD to INT with a different <clears throat> coordinator. I think, I think Tannehill's interception problems this past year were a lot to do with the offensive coordinator because after I reflected some more about how the Bengals game went it made me think about what I saw in August. And I don't know if you remember this, but because you were in Dallas for a lot of training camp, but we had conversations on big deal, small deal, or no deal of Ryan Tannehill has thrown an interception in five straight training camp practices. We had that exact topic. I went back and looked. Five straight training camp practices, Tannehill threw a pick. Big deal, small deal, no deal. Most people say either no deal or small deal, but in fact, it looked like it was more of a big deal because. It showed us that Todd Downing has a tendency to not help out his quarterback and to put his, and Tannehill was not comfortable. Comfortability is massive. And they didn't have it in August. They didn't have it in September through December. And they definitely didn't have it January 22nd. And 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 I've seen Tannehill be comfortable in this offense in Nashville. And I think Todd Downing's a bigger issue. So if you bring in Tim Kelly to help out Todd Downing to expand the playbook, to make Tannehill more comfortable, to do more things like Arthur Smith was doing, to add to the personnel like we're talking about with the tight end and all this, my satisfaction level with Tannehill specifically, I'm at a 6 out of 10 because I've seen Tannehill be good. The reason why they lost in the playoffs to the Ravens, it ended with Khalif Raymond interception, right, from Tannehill because Khalif Raymond fell down. And because Corey Davis got hurt, they didn't have any other options. And, and AJ was double teamed. And, those are excuses. They're, no, those, they're that, all, that's they're, what happens, Zach. That's what happened. Cleve no, Raymond, are, you're making excuses. No, I'm telling you, you what happened. Cleve Raymond making, fell down. Yeah. That's what happened. Cleve Raymond fell down. 
Khalif Raymond didn't have the body to yeah. actually go up and get that pass. Right. But that's not Ryan Tannehill's fault. That that's he made the read on the play and Khalif Raymond fell down. What about not making uh not making the first down on fourth and two so they don't even have to punt in that game? What about that? On third and two, you mean? Yeah. What about well, yeah, during I, that I, series, you, that drive? Was, why was, could why couldn't the offense and Ryan Tannehill lead them down the field to score a touchdown when they needed to? Just remember like what? Ryan Tannehill had the opportunity on this past year january 22nd to lead his team down the field and he didn't need a touchdown all he needed was a field goal but he couldn't okay. do that Zach, do you know do you know what the third and two play call was or the I'm play talking call about that series okay do you remember the series i do you, like specifically i remember they punted on fourth and two in plus territory which was one of the most passive play coaching decisions that has been made since and it's Pope up to the to not put yourself in that situation. It's going down and score. It's on the quarterback. This is the playoff. Yeah, no shit. Thanks. Thanks, man. Like, great. Obviously, that's not all, all on Tannehill. And if you can't say that you know specifically that Tannehill made a mistake on third and two, like, I don't remember. I didn't I say just, third and two. I said that series. Do you not understand what I said? You obviously don't. Uh, then you didn't do a good job of explaining it. I literally you said, said that series three times. You idiot! Okay. Are you kidding me? Oh, now I literally you said me an idiot. three. Well, you, good job. You're sitting there saying you're you're sitting there cussing me up and down. You, the, could you, you just? I said on that series that was a key series in that playoff game. I do remember it. I watched it. You were sitting right next to me. Yes. During that series, if they would have gone down and scored, that would have could have changed the entire course of the game. Yes. Yes. That's on Ryan Tannehill. Just like this past year, Ryan Tannehill had the ball with two minutes left to go. He could have driven down there and changed the course of the game. That is the pressure of an NFL quarterback in the playoffs. Joe Burrow was able to do that after Mahomes did the interception in the AFC Championship game. Mahomes was able to do that against Josh Allen with only 13 seconds left. That is the point. Do you okay. understand that? Blake, thank you. You did say fourth and two, Zach, not the series, which we, is what. That's when so, it ended. That was my you, example. Say my what you example mean, mean what you say. Spe- oh, shut your mouth. Are you kidding me? I, I literally, spoke, to, specify, to specify what series I was talking about, is that not the most recognizable that's, play that's, on that series? That is not That is not what you said initially. I literally I re- said that series. Okay. You asked me. After- I said that series three times. Okay. Okay. All right. After I had you clarify it because you misspoke. You asked questions time. and I responded to you. Okay. And then you, honestly, you just shut your ears. So what do you say? What you needed to say? I did. I think Arthur Smith had his worst performance in that game as well. Yes. The, the and Derrick Henry has not been very good in the last three playoff games too. And so I think there's a lot of it. You cannot just put all of that on Ryan Tannehill in that specific moment as well. They should have gone for it on fourth down. That's on Vrabel, not on Ryan Tannehill. It's not everything can be on Ryan Tannehill's shoulder. Why? And Austin Huffman talked about this too on the Titan Up podcast. And you know how much Austin Huff loves Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's averaged 57 yards at rushing in the last three playoff losses. Why is it more on Henry for not performing well? Why is it only Ryan Tannehill who gets called out when he plays poorly? Because every defense is going to force Tannehill to beat them. That is their strategy. That should be their strategy. Make sure Derrick Henry is stopped. Sell out for the run. It's the best 
running back in the NFL, Austin, and next year and the next year and the next year and wherever Ryan Tannehill plays, they will make Ryan Tannehill beat them in playoff games. Austin, you are smart enough to know that in the NFL playoffs, who wins games? Quarterbacks wins games because you've got to go down there and you either have to get a field goal or a touchdown and you pass the ball in today's era of football when there's three minutes to go. Just like Ryan Tannehill was passing the ball with two minutes to play to go get a field goal. It's not on the running back. You can't run your way to a Super Bowl. You can't. You have to have superb performances by your quarterback. That's why you shouldn't be satisfied because satisfactory for the Tennessee Titans is a Super Bowl championship. And that is satisfying. Ryan Tannehill has proven over the last three years he cannot satisfy that need. It's going to come down to that. Every defense should make 17 beat them from here on out. Sure. Sure. But again, it's But you don't hear that to say, oh, they're going to make Burrow beat them. Oh, they're going to make uh, Josh Allen beat them. They're going to make Patrick Mahomes beat them. That's not their philosophy against those type quarterbacks in the playoffs. They want to prevent that, right? And that is the strategy. So you can sit there and and call out Henry. That's fine. But when push comes to shove and there's three and a half minutes left to go in a football game, you got to throw the football. You cannot do your same strategy you've been trying to do for the first two quarters of play. You have close games. There's too many close games in the playoffs, Austin. You don't get blowouts. I mean, look at this past year. Look at the divisional round, the championship rounds. These are going to come down. This is a razor's edge. I, I, I could argue the Titans didn't run enough against the Bengals. They were running the ball well against the Bengals. They had you over 100. You're going to get into a close game, and your quarterback's going to have to win it for you. Zach, they ran the ball down to the nine-yard line, then tied down and called a dumbass play that he called earlier. You know, my point, going back to what I said about fourth and two and that whole the, that whole scenario, that yeah. Ser- series. Yeah. The, the fact is, the last two years in the playoffs at home, surprise, surprise, the Titans get into a close game. It's the playoffs. Welcome. And at that point, Ryan Tannehill, the quarterback, the most responsible player in team sport, touches the football every time and even more so late in games, could not rise to the occasion and get the Tennessee Titans, his team that he leads, points when they needed to. That is the fact. That's not on Derrick Henry at the with, with a minute to play and you can't have a clock running. Like, so, this, with, so is so. What's Derrick Henry here for? So, what's the point of having Derrick Henry being and having this? Are the Titans just doing this entire thing wrong? Because from what you've been talking about the last several minutes, the Titans are doing it wrong. Because you're because what you're talking about is that that they went twelve and five and eleven and five last year. Really, let's go talk about last year when Henry was there. Right? They went eleven and five and got a home playoff game, win the division, being who they are. And then now you're saying that they can't be who they are in the playoffs. So do they need to change who they are completely? Yes. No, so, they need to change their quarterback. I've said that. They need to get a guy. Derrick Henry's superb. A.J. Brown's outstanding. Their defense is great. But they need a new quarterback that can be elite and lead his team when they get in a bind. And you got 2-12 left to go on the clock. you got zero timeouts, and you need a touchdown. Ryan Tannehill can't do that. And he's proven that. I just don't, Zach, I don't, like, we're talking about 2022, right? So what's the solution? And you don't have to answer this right now because we're an hour into this show and we can save this for another day, right? But what's the solution? 
if you're unsatisfied with Ryan Tannehill being the quarterback in 2020, what is the realistic solution for the Tennessee Titans moving forward? Because if Aaron Rodgers is not going to be on the table because the Titans aren't going for him, and that's being reported and talked about by John Robinson, then what's the solution? I expect that the Tennessee Titans will not be in the Super Bowl next year. I fully okay, expect that's that. That's such a bold plank for you to walk out on. Well, it's not when you're when we're sitting here talking about change and getting better to going into the next season. That's not. That's me calling them out. Because what is their expectation, Austin? I'll ask you. Their expectation is to contend for the Super Bowl. Yes. Yeah, I don't think they will because they don't have the right guy under center. He's a great guy. He's a nice person. He's a great leader. But he does not have the skill set to do what is required in the NFL in, in today's era. And it's been proven. I mean, I, I sat there and I spewed facts uh, last week or the week before. So would you rather? It. So what do you want them to do? Because Josh I told says, you, I think oh, they need to trade for Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. They've told me that they're not going to do that. Can't. That's they that's on them. Do it. They you can't can. Do it. They have no, chosen they not to. They cannot do that. That would royally screw them in the pocketbook. Then they're not going to win a Super Bowl. And a lot of teams don't, right? Yeah, but this is their window. And they're not going to be able to do it. Like they're win a Super Bowl. I know. (laughs) All right, let me let me. Okay, Jamie says Austin is sounding like a Vol fanboy right now, blaming it on Henry. I'm not blaming it on Derrick Henry. I'm listening to what Zach's saying and then responding. Good point. Okay, I I, I I'll ask you. Do you agree or disagree with what I have just said over the course of the last three and a half minutes, based on the structure of their team and forcing Tannehill to beat you late in games? And playoff games are close. They always have been. They always will be. You have really good teams facing really good teams. Do you do you agree or disagree? With yeah, what I, I agree said? that better quarterbacks have a better chance to win the Super Bowl. Absolutely. And I mean, the Titans not- don't have that. And right. their structure, they need Tannehill. So here's the thing. So they and, need to so they need a clean house this. and restart. Because no, 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 no. I, I thought this, and I was wrong, and Tannehill proved it. I thought going into this season that if they got home field advantage, they got the first round by, they got Derrick Henry healthy, they got everybody together, that Ryan Tannehill could play up to a level enough to lead them to a Super Bowl. This year, he proved to me that he cannot do that. And I think that that will happen next year and the following year if Ryan Tannehill, which he would still be under contract, is still in a Tennessee Titans so uniform. So you are expecting next season to end the way this past one was, is Ryan Tannehill specifically, not the Titans falling short of the Super Bowl, but Ryan Tannehill specifically keeping the Titans from reaching the Super Bowl. That is what you're expecting. You're, yes, expecting, no, you're expecting Ryan Tannehill mistakes to keep the Titans from getting to where they want to go. Yes, because it's happened over the last three years of him not doing enough. And in playoff games, you know, the chances of the Titans getting that first round by again, not good. I mean, right, their odds is not in their favor. So now they're not only going to have to win an extra game. Do they win the division? Is that going to be on the road? Is that going to be more difficult? They've really set themselves up for you know, this year was the easiest road that you can take. It doesn't mean that you will make it, right? I mean, Green Bay lost. But Austin, yes, I fully expect the same thing to happen because you're going to get into a dogfight in the playoffs with a better quarterback. Here, I agree with Bobby. He says, here's my gripe. Tannehill was great for a year and a half, gets a new offensive coordinator who calls bad plays, and now it's all on Tannehill that he regressed and not the offense as a whole. That is how I feel, Bobby. 
is that it like did Ryan Tannehill regress this year? Yes, because he threw double the interceptions that he did the year before. But is it Ryan Tannehill's fault that he threw double the interceptions the year before? He shares, shares partial blame, absolutely. But from what I said earlier, Todd Downing, I think, is a massive issue. Yeah, massive. but Austin, Ryan Tannehill made those decisions at the end of the game with two minutes left to go and needing a field goal. Todd Downing didn't make those decisions. Ryan Tannehill chose to throw it into traffic to NWI and end the game and give Joe Burrow the opportunity. They didn't. They weren't in field goal range when the pick happened. Joe Burrow threw the ball to Jamar Chase like yeah. an efficient quarterback should, got him in field goal range, and the game ended. Ryan Tannehill made those decisions. I know you're obsessed with blaming Todd Downing. He does he deserve some blame. Todd Downing but, is worse at his but, job than Ryan but Tannehill. But Ryan Tannehill is. makes the decisions at the end of games. He's again, the one throwing the football. He didn't dump it down to Ferkser to get maybe even a fourth and two and punt so it goes into overtime. The, these are the decisions that were made, man. Again, why I'm, why I'm on this hill is because Ryan Tannehill is not has not fallen off or hit the physical wall. He's not Ben Roethlisberger where he can't physically do it anymore. Tannehill has the physical capabilities to make all the throws, to run whatever it is he, he needs to do. And the reason why Tannehill had a worse year this year than his great year the year before is because of the mental aspect of it that I believe is because of Todd Downing. And I- and. And again, I think if you can fix that, then maybe you see more of Tannehill in 2020. Well, he's than still going to be the offensive coordinator next year. You, you understand that? Yes, that's what, if you can fix the issues, <laughs> which Tim Kelly is being brought in to help do. He's Todd Downing is still going to be the offensive coordinator. You understand? Yeah, that? and I'm not happy about it. I'm pissed about it. <laughs> I just want to make sure you understand that. And Tony, look. Zach, you're obsessed with playing Tannehill. Tony, let me explain you something. When you have a team and a franchise in the NFL and your Super Bowl window is open, you have to make the correct changes to get to that point. The Rams did that. The Bucks took a chance on Tom Brady, and that was a different scenario. But you have to make the right moves and not do the same thing and expect a different result. And I think... This is my opinion. I'm not obsessed with blaming Tannehill, but Tannehill has had three years. He was in the AFC Championship game. Whatever, whatever his team was, you can still go and win a game, right? Uh, the second year, won the division for the first time since 2008, had a home playoff game, lost. The third year, which we just said, he had the best-case scenario of any team in the AFC. He had all of his players back. And Derrick Henry, I think, proved he was not 100%, but he still, he had Foreman, who performed pretty well. He had Julio Jones back. He had A.J. Brown. He had a solid defense. He had home field advantage. And he didn't even get to play in the first round, right? Automatic win. And he proved that he couldn't do it. I'm not obsessed with blaming Grant Tannehill. I just know what it takes to get to the Super Bowl. And he's had three opportunities, and he's failed one, two, three. So you're going to wait for a fourth opportunity, and in my opinion, I believe that they will fall up short. I just think that Tannehill is way better than Todd Downing at their respective jobs. I think it's so much easier to fix the Downing issue than the Tannehill issue. I think fire Downing. Hold on, hold on. I didn't say I didn't say fire. I said fixing the Downing issue, which is. I'm talking about the Tim Kelly situation because what I said, the title of today's show is 
what uh, hiring Tim Kelly means that one thing about Titans OC Todd Downing. That one thing is that the Titans are admitting that Todd Downing wasn't very good and needs extra help. And so they're giving him extra help. And so if they can address the Todd Downing issues, then Ryan Tannehill can be better. And taking Ryan Tannehill, who still played well in a lot of bad situations this season, and helping him elevate, now I think you can get closer to where you want to go. Can Ryan Tannehill win this team a Super Bowl? I doubt it, right? We've talked about this. I think only seven teams can say, yeah, our quarterback can win us a Super Bowl definitively without people thinking they're nuts. This year, you got two elite quarterbacks on the move. Maybe. You got one, maybe. Aaron Aaron Rodgers is definitely on the move. Russell Wilson, you know, we'll see what happens. But again, the Titans are not in a situation where they can pull off that move. No, they're not willing to be. John Robinson said this weekend, they're not willing to be, Austin. That's wrong. John, the general manager stated four times, we talked about it at the beginning of the show, they are not willing to do it. You can do whatever the hell you want to do. Right. Look at the Rams. If, we would, if I would have told you what the Rams did three weeks prior to what the Rams actually did, you would have been like, holy crap. They're yeah. giving up that for well, Matthew Stafford? That happened. Yeah. Right? So, so let's set the record straight. The Titans are not willing to do it. That's fine. That's their prerogative. But, Austin, you said it. You don't believe Ryan Tannehill is a good enough quarterback to win the Super Bowl. Agreed? You've said that multiple times. Yes. Well, then Ryan Tannehill is going to be the quarterback of the Tennessee Titans next year. Well, That means they're not going to win the Super Bowl, in your opinion. And Steven says, well, Austin, Ryan Tannehill have zero excuses in 2022. I agree. I agree. We're going into 2022 all together. All of us together are going into this next Titans football season, and there's two heads on the chopping block. Ryan Tannehill and Todd Downing. Those two guys. Everybody else is doing their job pretty well. Those two guys have their heads right there ready to roll. Either they're going to save their necks or their necks are going to be going. So that's that's exactly what I believe, Stephen. And to wrap this up before we get to bad sales job, Bobby, this is the philosophy, right? They fixed Bowen last year. They're hoping they can fix Downing this year. Maybe, maybe so. I, I don't know. But I still think you're going to get into a tough playoff game where you're going to need three to seven points and the defense is going to force Ryan Tannehill to make the throws. It's just like every every NFL game in the history of the last 10-plus years. Playoff game. Tom Brady proved it to us. We've seen it too many times, right? How many, to- how many times was Tom Brady uh, defeated or have to come from behind in his Super Bowls? He wasn't just this guy that was blowout central where they could just hand it off to Cordell and whoever it was. No, he had to earn every single one of those Super Bowls. Everybody did. And so I, that's, that's where I'm very concerned uh, about what is going to happen in the future with Ryan Tannehill under center for the Tennessee Titans. All right, let's move on to the bad sales job segment. But first, let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse. Renters Warehouse, Nashville, the professional landlords in the area. Simply go to renterswarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. Create extra cash flows by renting out your property instead of selling it. Selling is a one-time transaction. All that equity you built in the home is now gone once you decide to sell it, but renting it out can help you out get long-term equity and also get retirement plan ready. A lot of things that Renters Warehouse can help you out with at RentersWarehouse.com. A to Z Sports, download the app BetMGM. And this week, 
ATOZ 200 for a $10 money line wager on Pro Football's final game to win $200 when a touchdown is scored for new users. So make sure you download the app today in your Apple Store or Android. Uh, let's get to it. All right, bad sales job on this Monday. I believe, Zach, you now have a one-game lead ahead of me after I won uh, last week. So this, if I win, I tie it up, right? So we're getting down to the nitty-gritty. I will present you with your – wait, no. So now you give me mine first because I think we flipped it the other way around last time. I never remember. Uh, I gave you yours first last So time. I go with you first, right? Yeah. All right, Zach – you have to sell us on why the 2022 Pro Bowl was the best, most well-played football game of the entire NFL season that we just watched. Why the 2022 Pro Bowl yesterday was the best, most well-played football game we watched this past entire season. 30 seconds will be on the clock. Uh, I'm getting my stopwatch ready. I'm ready when you're ready. The best reason is because I didn't watch it. That's why it's the best game that has ever been played in the history of football. Because I didn't watch it. I didn't want. I, I don't know what happened. I saw the papers that uh, Justin Herbert may have gotten the uh, offensive MVP. I that's that's the reason why is because I don't care about it. It's the best game because I don't have to worry about it. It didn't get my blood pressure high. It didn't give me defeat. I didn't have the emotion of losing. I didn't watch it. That's the whole reason why it is the best game we've seen all year. All right. That was all right. You, you finished right at 30. Okay. That was interesting. All right. Bring it on. So you actually kind of, uh, I'm not saying stole mine, but that's now I'm going to have to divert because mine did have to uh, do with the Pro Bowl. Mm. Um, I, man, mine literally was the Pro Bowl. But um, you have to tell us why. Man, I got to come up with a new one. (laughs) That's happened to me before. This is the first time it's ever happened to me. Yeah, it sucks. Because now now you're like, you're you're starting to get that pressure feeling. Like you're kind of getting nervous. Like, you know, like seconds are taking longer than normally do. You can't think of anything. And now you're thinking about how you can't think of anything which is making you think harder and you can, and then you get, you're getting blocked. You just can't think of anything. That's how it feels. And the time's still ticking <laughs> and um, we're all still waiting on you. All right. You have to, you have to convince us why you are going to tattoo Mike Tyson's tattoo on your face. And why that is a good idea. Okay. You set? Look, it's going to be a great idea and a great publicity stunt for me to take that Mike Tyson tattoo and put it right around my eye because today in the world, all the ridiculous things you do 
make your profile bigger. I can help grow A to Z social presence and reach and engagement by doing something so incredibly stupid, like getting that Mike Tyson tattoo right there on my face. Because look, tattoo removal was painful, but for all the po- the positive things that are going to come out of it, I can stop, pay stop, to get stop, it stop, stop. All right, so all you got to do is comment who won that, Austin or Zach. Who won that, Austin or Zach, Zach or Austin? That's all you have to say is uh, your who you're voting. And the person first to 20 votes wins. So uh, I'm I did start- take a different approach, and uh, it looks like it didn't pay off. <laughs> no, it's because yours was so bad. I don't even know if you tried. Well, I, well, I tried. I, I thought people would resonate with not watching uh-uh. the Pro Bowl. But no. that did so, um, yeah. So Steven, one, two, three, four, five, six, five to one, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Twenty to one. Yeah. Well, it get, so mine was uh, why the Pro Bowl was better than the Super Bowl. But I couldn't do that, right? Because you just asked me the same thing. And the uh, Super Bowl hadn't been played yet. Well, I know, but you were—you were—that was going to be my question. Was oh, well, you anyway, have to convince why the Pro Bowl is better than the Super? Bowl. We are tied. We are tied, Zach. So it's been a while since we've been tied. I feel like I've been like getting closer, and then you just separate. But we're tied now. Let's see if I can win three in a row to take the lead next week. But all right, guys, good Monday, great Monday show. I think uh, was a lot of good conversations about Tim Kelly. We will see you guys tomorrow morning on a Tuesday. Don't forget Buck Rising tonight. It is Esports Prime Time. He is getting ready. Uh, to head out to LA. He will be live out at the Super Bowl for most of this week. I think beginning uh, Wednesday morning is when he's going to be out there for Wednesday, Thursday prime times. So get ready for that. A lot of good stuff coming from the Super Bowl from Buck. So we'll see you guys on a Tuesday morning. Have a good one. Appreciate it. Adios.